That is right, folks. It is I, Austin Goodman, and this is, again, Octopi Hockey Town. Today we are talking so much about the 2014 Sochi Olympic Games and how the assorted Red Wings are representing their respective countries. We'll break down the Olympic picture of the men's ice hockey tournament, checking out who is on the quest for gold in the 2014 Olympics. Henrik Zetterberg went down after game one of the tournament with a herniated disc and could potentially miss the rest of the season. And finally, what are some of the non-Olympic Red Wings doing and how is the team keeping their youngsters on top of their game? We're talking all this and so much more on this edition of Octopi Hockey Town. So guys, the Red Wings are a very internationally diverse team. Going into the tournament, they had 10 players and two members of the Red Wings front office, including Mike Babcock and Ken Holland, who were both representing Team Canada at the Olympic Games. Zetterberg, who fell, was the 10th representing Team Sweden, alongside forwards Daniel Alfredson, Gustav Nyquist, who filled in for Johan Franzen, who was suffering concussion-like symptoms after the Florida game on January 26th, and defenseman Jonathan Erickson and Nicholas Cronwell, who actually haven't been stepping up as much as they have in years past in these Olympic Games, uh, hopefully they'll kick it into high gear, you know, going towards the gold medal game, potentially silver or bronze or nothing. Some crazy things can happen in the Olympics. And then, as a backup to Henrik Lundqvist, is Jonas Gustafsson in his first Olympic appearance. Hopefully he'll get some playing time eventually in his career, but this year... Not so much. Thomas Yurko and Thomas Tatar are keeping the Slovakians in the running, but not for a medal finish. They're having a good time out there. They're getting a lot of experience. These two young players are both rookies coming into this season and now are in the Olympic Games representing the the and now they're in the Olympics representing the Slovakian team. Jimmy Howard is riding the bench. Third string goalie behind both Jonathan Quick and Ryan Miller, and then the Magic Man himself. He is the captain in the home country of Russia. Of course, as everybody should know, the Sochi Olympic Games, Sochi, Russia. Beautiful thing, Pavel Datsuk, the Magic Man, doing a great job representing his team, but still sitting in second place in Group B. So, guys, I want to start off today's show by breaking down the performance of each Red Wing for each of their respective countries individually. I know in the intro we said them last, but for this segment, we're going to start off with them first, and it's Pavel Datsuk. Pavel Datsuk, the magic man, but has he been so magical in the Olympic Games? Only two goals. Those are his only points. He has no assists, and Pavel Datsuk really does pride himself on his assists. He is a helping force out on the ice rather than somebody that just you know wants to take the puck up all the time shoot him for himself he's always looking for the pass he's always looking to make a play but he doesn't look like the same Pavel it might not be the injury that's affecting him you know it's just getting back out on the ice and you know going over going overseas and going and playing on a bigger rink you know coming going out on the ice coming off an injury and then going into playing in an element that you're not necessarily comfortable with at that point in time, you know, relative to the last year, he was playing in the KHL and, you know, showing everybody his stuff. Uh, some actually had one of his best shootout goals I've ever seen. Um, you know, he pulled the stick behind his back with both hands behind his back. It was kind of incredible. Never seen anything like it, honestly. But nonetheless, 
he isn't performing up to the stature that you know Pavel Datsuk is used to playing and it would be nice for Team Russia for him to step up his game a little bit he's a good leader he's a strong guy he's just not in tip-top shape right now coming off that injury uh, may, may be affecting him may not nobody really knows with him he's not much of a talker he's a doer but you know hopefully he can do a little bit more uh, for this Russian team moving on to the Slovakians they're not having a good Olympic tournament, but Thomas Yurko and Thomas Sitar, those two players are filling their roles perfectly. Thomas Yurko, he has one goal. He has a negative one rating, but you know, that doesn't really bother me because I know that he's getting gritty and I know that he's trying to really improve himself and stay on that Red Wings roster coming down the playoff stretch. He wants to be a force on this Red Wings team. And, you know, everybody that starts as a Red Wing develops as a Red Wing stays a Red Wing, and that's how it should be. The only trader was Sergei Fedorov, and then, you know, he's a very, very talented player, you know, very respectable superstar in the NHL, playing the alumni game of the Winter Classic Showdown, but hey, you know, if you're a trader, you're a trader, and I don't see Thomas Yerko being a trader. Um, he's developing really nicely and truly is becoming one of the stronger Red Wings on that right wing. Thomas Sitar in the left wing, one goal, two penalty minutes, and an even rating. Also, Young, filling in his role, just trying to get that experience of the Olympic Games. It's a different element playing in the Olympic Games. You are representing your country. You are representing where you came from, your, where you were born and bred by your parents and by the people around you, your community. And You want to get back to that at the Olympic Games. You want to play the best that you can possibly play, but also keep in mind you have to go back overseas to the NHL and play in the remainder of the regular season you know he has good looks and he's keeping up solid play and he shined against the USA in a very close game but you know USA came out with the win speaking of USA Jimmy Howard right in the bench unfortunately for Jimmy you know he's getting that Olympics experience but I don't think he's going to be playing above Jonathan Quick and the LA Kings who are contending for another cup this season um you know, maybe have a little bit of trouble with Chicago and St. Louis in front of them, but that is for another time. Jimmy Howard, hopefully he can get out there, but I don't see anything happening for him. Um, good for him in getting the experience. He gets some really nice swagger on his clothing. Um, I wish I had one of those Olympic USA jackets. They are so cool. One of those hats, those beanies. I might go out to Lids and get one. Shout out to Lids. I got some cool Red Wings Winter Classic hats. You know, I did that on Black Friday. Yeah. I got one half off. It was cool. Um, that that that's what I appreciate in life. I don't know what you guys appreciate, but this is Octopi by Hockey Town, and I like Red Wing stuff. So I hope you do too if you're listening to this. So we're gonna move on to Team Sweden, starting with their leader, Daniel Alfredson. Daniel Alfredson is playing great in these Olympic Games. Two goals and one assist and a plus one rating. He's playing on the power play, which has been very strong for Sweden in these Olympic Games, leading his team with experience and on ice play. He's played. In more Olympic Games than any of the other eight Red Wings that are playing in the Olympic Games aside of him. And of course, Mike Babcock might have a little bit more experience, but hey, he's part of the coaching staff. And same with Ken Holland, but hey, he's a genius and everybody knows it. So, back to Daniel Alfredson. He got that game winner versus Switzerland. And, you know, he got his score marked veterans 12th Olympic goal, you know, it was the first of his tournament. I, I really like to see the play that's coming out of Daniel Alfredson. He's truly putting on a show out there, uh, playing like a veteran, but he's also got legs like a youngster, and that's what you love to see out of your veteran players. Hopefully he can transpire that back onto the ice for the Red Wings. Gustav Nyquist, 
He's keeping up with them old guys. He's keeping up with them veterans, and he's making good looks. He's young and quick. To play on that big ice, it's very spread out, and you need to be quick to the puck. They changed his number from 41, uh, well, 241 from 14. So if you haven't been able to find Gustav Nyquist out there, then I think you're looking in the wrong place. He's number 41, and he's shining. But if you've been keeping up with the games, then you know that he has been making an impact for Sweden, You know, getting up on that second or third line trying to mix and match with any of the NHL All-Stars that he is lining up against with. Nicholas Cronwell and Jonathan Erickson on the back, they're both having a you know, kind of shaky Olympic experience right now, uh, both at a negative 2 rating and not doing great on the defensive end. But Cronwell apparently inherited that captain slot from Henrik Zetterberg, who fell after the first game with that herniated disc, and we'll talk about that later um, in this edition of Octopi Hockey Town. You know, I'm going to talk about Jonathan Erickson for a quick second. I like Jonathan Erickson. You know, he has four penalty minutes right now. Like I said, minus two rating, no points. Um, but he's still getting us ice time, and he, he's just having a rough transition, I think, to, you know, to that big ice. It, and, and the Olympic stage, the Olympic stage is a completely different field than any other ice, any other arena, any other situation that you could possibly be in. And I think that's taking a toll on Erickson. Ron is trying to keep his leadership up keep his leadership up. He's not a quick player, but he's a smart player. And unfortunately, the way that the game is played in the Olympics, you need to be a quicker player. Hopefully, you know, he can keep on keeping on, you know, for the rest of these Olympic games. Team Sweden has the most points in group C. Um, and that actually goes for the rest of the groups as well groups a and b um, they have nine points they've won all three games um, there's a couple tied with eight goes down to seven and six and if you're below that i don't know if you're going to win a gold silver or bronze because there are a lot of good looking players out there and a lot of good looking teams and that brings us to our next segment so guys i'm going to take a look at this tournament picture we got three groups group a group b and group c all men's all the men's tournament and all the big players are coming out. And it's a really competitive tournament this year. I think it's between four teams, USA, Russia, Canada, and Sweden. Those four teams have really come out and showed their stuff. Uh, USA has eight points. Russia has six points. Canada has eight points. And Sweden is leading them all with nine points. They've won all three games. They're in men's group C, um, even without, you know, having Zetterberg on their squad. Alfredson is really stepping up. You know, they were missing that slot with Henrik uh, Sedin, but Nyquist is filling in nicely. They've won all three of their games, and they have the most points out of any team in the tournament. They're looking great coming, you know, the elimination rounds. Come the gold medal game, I think it's going to be USA versus Sweden with, you know, Sweden coming out on top. Of course, I have to stay faithful to my country of USA. I'd love to see them win. Love to see them, you know, get another gold medal in the gold medal column, trying to make a stretch at winning these Olympics in Sochi. But I don't know. I think this Sweden team really has it this season. Nicholas Cronwall is holding down the fort, wearing that captain C on his jersey. Um, you know, the only followers behind uh, Sweden is really Switzerland, and they have six points, two wins, one loss. I mean, I don't think they're going to show out against this uh, against this Sweden team. Czech Republic, three points, and Latvia is so pieced with zero points. Looks like they're out of the tournament alongside Norway. 
uh, from Group B. That brings us to, you know, this really strong Group B. It's really tight between Canada and Finland. I, I like Finland. I think they're a feisty team, and they really got what, they, what it takes to get to a bronze medal game. I don't think they're a gold medal contending team. Canada, of course, is a gold medal contending team, and if it comes down to it in the semifinals, it'll be USA versus Canada, and that will be a showdown for the century to get to that gold medal game, and of course, that's what you're aspiring for, getting a gold medal for your country on the biggest stage of them all, where you unity and community is preached worldwide for a two-week span. It's a beautiful thing, these 2014 Olympics, and, you know, Eight points with Canada, two wins and one overtime win. They're playing really well, and they have great coaching, of course, from Detroit Red Wings head coach Mike Babcock. And I have to give that shout-out to the Red Wings, who are coming back on the 26th against Montreal. And it's an important game coming down the stretch. Every game is important. Every win, you want to get two points in regulation. Don't want to have to have a carry-on to overtime and now we all know that the Red Wings are having a rough time in overtime this season. You know, I want to get back to this Finland team. Seven points, two wins, one overtime loss. They're not going to show up. Might get bronze, but, you know, Sweden, USA, and Canada all contending for gold. Maybe a little bit of Russia in there, but you never know. Pavel Datsuk is really not playing up to par, and that brings me up to Group A. You know, this Russia team has six points, one, one win, one overtime win. And one overtime loss. They're having a good look. And they are attempting for this goal. But it doesn't look that they are cohesive enough. To really contend against that powerhouse. When it comes to Sweden, Canada or the USA. Datsuk does not look Datsukian. As much on this big Olympic ice. You know you'd think he'd be used to that. Playing in the KHL for you know half the season last season you know it was a shortened season last year only 42 games were played because of the lockout and then there were negotiations and everything was brought back Datsu came back from overseas and you know had some good game in him but this season coming off that recent injury the lower lower body industries you know saying injury that he's you know he was saying that he couldn't move his leg he couldn't put pressure on the leg and that's what scares me is that if you're coming off an injury of that severity where you literally can't move your leg then why are you playing in the olympic games potentially threatening you know your role playing for the detroit red wings coming down the stretch and it is very important every single game like i was saying for the red wings to win you know that, that that's for a later time though um i want to get to this usa team usa blood born and bred here you know, they got two wins, one overtime win, eight points, and they're having a really, really good-looking, you know, Olympic run. It's a great game against Russia where TJ Oshie scored 3-4 in a shootout. And, you know, this USA team has really brought out their good stuff. Jonathan Quick is really playing well in net. And I think they actually have what it takes to beat Canada in that semifinal. Or, you know, if they, if they make it there, I, I, I don't want to be too... Too ahead of myself. Uh, we'll talk about w my predictions later uh, for the rest of the tournament. But, you know, I, I believe that this USA team could really, you know, put their stuff up against anybody that, you know, really try to contend against them. So, now that we took a look at that, I want to take a look at this bracket. You know, I'm, of course, going to pull for the USA being born here, and I love to support my country. But like I was saying, Sweden. They're going to put up a good fight, and they are sure into that gold medal game. They have a pretty easy bracket in front of them, and they're looking at least 
a silver medal team, and you know that's pretty good for so many Red Wings that are playing, you know, for that team. I think that Canada versus USA will be a great game for the gold medal contending game. Yeah, I mean, the loser will go and they'll probably win the bronze medal, but it will be a rough loss, and you'll still be feeling it, you know, when you're playing in that bronze medal game, and it might even shake you to a loss. You know, great games, great television, great for the media. You know, it, it, Canada versus USA. You know, the winner goes gold, the winner, go, the loser goes to bronze, and that's really what you want to see. You know, in that Olympic hockey tournament, USA has really come to acquire, um, you know, of course, their brand with the NHL, bringing over so many international players that have come and really shown their stuff in the NHL. And, uh, you know, I would attest, everybody that comes internationally overseas, they are worked so hard and they are the elites in their country. And, you know, they make the stress to come over to the United States and, you know, learn a new language and, you know, live in a new element. It's a, it's immigration. It's the same thing that you learn in your history class. I'm in History 201, you know, immigration to the United States, all immigration. And I, I really think it's a beautiful thing that the NHL really embraces international players. You know, the Red Wings are full of them from Sweden, you know, from Slovakia, from Russia. There are tons of players from around the world and it really blows my mind how diverse the nhl is and it almost goes unlooked at and i you know want to look at it here in octopi hockey town and give a little bit of a shout out you know to that the olympics really embrace that and i think the nhl embraces it as well um you know for that big canada versus usa game if it happens it'll be a great showdown Russia's is also strong but they don't have enough this season uh, you know this olympics this time around they will not win a gold medal flat out and if anybody tries to contest against me i'll argue it on all levels quite frankly you know against the usa they won't be able to fight against sweden they won't be able to fight against canada they won't be able to fight truly those teams are just that much stronger that much more elite and that much more driven you know to win those that olympic gold so i want to really take a look at this bracket and i want to give you guys my opinion who i think are, are going to win each individual game you know the qualification playoffs we got slovenia versus austria i'm taking slovenia russia versus norway i got russia switzerland versus latvia we got switzerland and czech republic versus slovakia i got the czech republic but i would love to give that shout out to thomas Tatar and thomas yurko they really are the hot stuff and in a couple years in the nhl they will be threatening for the top seeds for the top leading point players in the nhl so looking at that quarterfinals i'm going deep i'm going all the way i am checking it all out here in octobi hockey town going all the way up to that gold medal and bronze game so we're talking a lot about this bracket you know so going in that quarterfinals we got slovenia versus sweden of course you would take sweden uh, Russia versus Finland. It's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a, a well-fought game by both teams. Some may say Finland. I got Russia. I like Russia, of course. Shout out to Pavel Dotsuk. He's the magic man. My favorite player on the ice right now. He isn't playing up to his potential. That hurts my, you know, a little bit deeper than, uh, than, than I guess just on the base. But, you know, I hope hopefully he steps it up come later in this bracket. Canada versus Switzerland. Canada all the way. They're a very strong team. You know, goal contending team, USA versus Czech Republic. I got the USA. Going towards the semifinals would be Sweden versus Russia. And Sweden's going to take that game over Russia. Um, I think the strength of the Red Wings brings to Sweden. 
and only Babaldatsuk, the lone Red Wing, on that Russian team. And of course, it goes past the Red Wings. I mean, that Sweden team has depth, depth, and Henrik Lundqvist is playing. You know, he he's playing at the top of his game right now. Um, he hasn't played like that all season for the New York Rangers, but he is playing up to par for that Swedish team. I think it's going to be USA versus Canada in that semifinals, and USA is going to take it. I'd love to see it. I don't want to see Crosby cheering at the end of the game like he was in the 2010 Olympics. I think that was trash. I'm not a big Sidney Crosby fan, but that's okay. Um, USA all the way. The gold medal game, Sweden versus USA. I have Sweden. The country vote would be USA, but I have Sweden personally. I think they're a better team, and I think they have what it takes to win a gold medal. I'd love to see a gold medal around the neck of Daniel Alfredson alongside Gustav Nyquist. That would be great experience for those two players together. Of course, great experience for the up-and-rising Gustav Nyquist, who's playing so well on that top line alongside Applicator, and there will be a fill-in spot by probably Pavel Datsuk on that top line alongside them. Um, you know, it, it, it's looking good down the stretch. And, of course, we got to include that bronze medal game, Canada versus Russia, Canada coming out on top. The medal round will begin on Tuesday, February 18th, and that'll be that. The teams will compete, and I think that it's going to be one of the most epic Olympic showdowns. There are players that it's a quicker game. It's a quicker element. The ice makes it quicker. The fact that you have more room, more space to work with, you know, it makes for more creative play. But we got to move on at this point. We're going to talk about Henrik Zetterberg, and you know, th- th- this hurts, Henrik Zetterberg. I don't know who who's heard about it, but I, I'm here to tell you on Octopi Hockey Town, um, Zetterberg. You know, he only had one goal. He won 16 faceoffs, though, 18-14 of ice time, and on Wednesday. And he helped his team win 4-2 to in the Olympic opening game against the Czech Republic. But he didn't practice the following day on Thursday um, because he was receiving treatment. And, you know, he came back and he said to the media that he could not get up at all. He couldn't skate. His He herniated a disc. And that was found out a couple days later after... You know, he got back to the USA, and there was more testing done on him. Um, and this could sideline him for the rest of the season. I actually have a buddy of mine. Um, he had two herniated discs in a season, or, you know, in a single year. You know, I call I call my year seasons, Jesus, hockey mind. Um, but, you know, Zetterberg, two herniated discs in one season. He, he, he might not play for the rest of his life. I mean, this is a very, very serious injury. And Ken Holland understands that. Mike Babcock understands that. And the Olympic Commission understands that. And that's why they, you know, sent him back to the United States and said, you know, in fairness to Sweden as a team and, you know, everybody involved with Henrik Zetterberg, so many leadership roles that he needs to fill. And, you know, the people around him need to help him fill in his absence. You know, it's going to be a hard time for the Red Wings. But hopefully, you know, he can get a speedy recovery, maybe come back, you know, come the playoff break. Um, I, I, I don't know, though. For me, I, I, I hope that Zetterberg gets to full 
health before he gets back on the ice. And I've been preaching that all season. I've been saying you need to make sure that your players at one are at 100% before you send them back out into this quick game where they can get very injured very quickly and just, you know, potentially even get more injured than they were before. And that that's what scares me the most, quite frankly. Um, with the Zetterberg injury, the severity, like I said, could be out for the rest of the season. It helps the Red Wings in some ways. For the youngsters to stay up and even for Weiss and Franzen to come back and make a healthy appearance post-injury. You know, Weiss has been out for about four months now. Franzen has been struggling with concussion-like symptoms for you know over a month and a half now. And that is brutal in all sports come the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, everywhere. Concussions and concussion-like symptoms really can ruin a person's life, and there is 60-60 on it, you know, 60 minutes, and I, I, I just, I don't know. It, it hurts me to see players just, you know, go down with injuries, such talented and, you know, intelligent players that just get beat up and just taken down and can't play again, and that, that's just rough. It's rough for the player, it's rough for the organization that they play for, and it's rough to fill their spot, you know, for the next season, for the next few seasons, Henrik Zetterberg is one of the best players on the ice today. And without him for the Detroit Red Wings, that is a very severe loss. You know, he could be back for the playoffs, but like I said, a herniated disc, it's bad. It's his second on the season, and, you know, he has career reoccurring back problems. He's getting more testing, and he's getting reevaluated, and, you know, once. Testing has come through. Everybody will be able to find out what's actually going to happen with Henrik Zetterberg for the rest of the season. My personal opinion, I wouldn't count on seeing him for the rest of the season, unfortunately. It's a loss for the Red Wings. It's a loss for the game of hockey, honestly. He's a beautiful player to watch out there. He's so smooth and so quick and clean. But nonetheless, a team needs to truck through. I mean, he's the captain and the leading goal scorer. And he will be missed, but the team has handled playing without him before. I mean, Datsuk and Zetterberg both were not on the ice at the same time and Datsuk will be coming back and hopefully you know he can get out of this little slump that he's in right now and get back and you know really be a top liner for you know for the Red Wings and that's what's going on with Zetterberg I mean you can only hope from here on out for everybody involved you know Red Wings organization fans alike I mean everybody would love to see number 40 the captain you know on the ice so our last segment today, the vacation segment. It's a little bit more of a fun segment. Uh, you know, my question is whether the players are on the beach or just relaxing with their family and friends. For me, I would be on the beach. You know, I used to go to Aruba every year um, in January, and we used to, you know, go for New Year's, and it was amazing out there. Probably the beach and a beautiful resort. Um, it was a great place. And, you know, when the players get time to spend with their family during the regular season, it's rare, and they truly embrace it. Um, you know, a lot of players like Brendan Smith, Patrick Eves, um, you know, both of those players spoke and said they were going to tropical places, uh, had something set up, but they, you know, they'd let their wives choose. And that's a, that's a wise decision, uh, by those youngsters and crazy that they're already married. Um, but you know, when you get rich and you know, you're an NHL player, you want to make moves quickly and you want to get started on that family. And I guess they're already on their way and enjoying themselves at the same time, you know, the, the big question has always been, what will the break do to the team? I don't think it will affect the team that hardcore. In 2002, the, the Olympics were in the middle of the season as well, and the Red Wings went on to win the Stanley Cup, and the same in 1998. They won the Stanley Cup then as well. 
It might be a different team, but it is the same veteran leaders. And that is who you look to. Datsuk will be keeping up, hopefully, you know, coming down the stretch with the same Datsukian magic that he has brought to the Red Wings since 2002, which was his rookie season for the team. Um, you know, winning that Stanley Cup in his first season, such a great thing. And hopefully he can come to an end of his career with a Stanley Cup as well. You know, Datsuk looking not so good in the tournament does scare me, honestly. You know, because with Zetterberg out, you need that without a doubt leader on your team. And hopefully come February 26th, all of the Red Wings and everybody who's on vacation, everybody who's had their mindsets on either the Olympics or their families or their friends will be ready to come back to the Joe Louis Arena and prep to go out to Montreal, Montreal, Quebec, and play against the Montreal Canadiens on February 26th. I mean, I'm ready for the Red Wings to come back on the ice and, you know, see what they can do down the stretch here. Hopefully they can potentially make another playoff run. But nobody really knows until you see what actually happens. Uh, You know, the Red Wings won four of the last four at the very end of the season to catch the last playoff spot in the West. Who knows what's going to happen towards the end of the season this season. But... That's all that I have for you guys today. Uh, We will be back later this week, actually, with another special episode of Fans Corner of Octobuy Hockey Town. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. You know, this has been Austin Goodman saying, Go USA, let's go for the gold, and check out the pact tomorrow on WDBM East Lansing 88.9 FM. We'll be coming to you live from the basement of Holden Hall. From 7 to 8 p.m. Again, that is tomorrow, Monday, February 17th. The pack. As I was saying, guys, go USA. But who knows? Maybe Sweden will win the gold.